Okay. Hi, so I am Celise Papagian, and this is a few up station, and we have a guest today that is going to be joining us in discussing post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, I think this is a really important conversation to have. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, I would like to give our guests a moment to introduce themselves and say hello. Hi, I'm Mickey, a veteran um, TTI survivor, among other things, stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Fun to welcome, be here. Welcome, Mickey. Um, so, okay. Um, so my first question for you is, uh, when, how old were you when you were diagnosed with PTSD? Uh, 23. Okay. And when you were diagnosed, did you understand that diagnosis or did you actually understand what, um, PTSD is? Um, what, what kind of was your, uh, you know, response to that diagnosis and, and how did you, uh, you know, if if you did understand it at that time, how did you kind of make sense of that for yourself? I really didn't. Um, as a veteran, when they tell you you have PTSD, um, I kind of feel like they tell all of us that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they blanket term it like that's why you have nightmares and that's why all of you act funny when you get out and that's why you can't adjust. So I, I didn't understand it at all. <laughs> Okay. Um, and so, and how many years ago was that, that you were diagnosed? 10. Okay. So when you were first diagnosed, you're, you had kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, a familiarity with the term and kind of had like, okay, well, I know what that is. It's something people in the military get and it's from trauma I mean was it was it it was just a really it was basic the basics thing. yeah the super basics this is why you have nightmares and that's why you sweat a lot and all soldiers or marines really kind of suffer from this yeah um okay and so it's been 10 years since you have been diagnosed and um, do you have a different understanding of PTSD today than you did 10 years ago? Absolutely. Okay. So I want, if it's okay with you, for you to share a little bit first about, um, well, you can do it in any order you want, but basically um, what kind of enabled you to have a different understanding of PTSD? And then what is that now current understanding of PTSD compared to before? And then how you got there? Um, as a veteran, uh, they offered a, lot, a whole bunch of classes. Um, so in the beginning, the, while the VA sucks at many things, they do like to grow with the times. So as science grows, so does their knowledge. <laughs> so they love to give you new pamphlets and new classes. And I like to info dump. So I would pick up all the pamphlets and everything that I could possibly read and 
the more, I guess, the more information came out about PTSD and how different people suffer, the better I understood it. Okay. And then so I had a lot of it, therapy. So, <laughs> so, um, so, so, so information and education, basically yep. just like reading, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And lots of, and lots of education, lots of other people, like other people, like videos and other people's opinions. I, I really enjoy learning that way, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So, um, through that learning, through reading and education and, um, listening to other people talk, um, what, how did your understanding of PTSD change? And if you could sum it up in like a sentence, what was your understanding 10 years ago? And then kind of what is it now? Um, so 10 years ago, it was really used as a replacement term for what they like to call fog of war or shell shock. And it was very specific to veterans like me. Um, and now I, in one sentence, um, you, somebody went through something very specific and their brain is having trouble processing how to handle it properly. <laughs> yeah. So not specific to veterans at all in any way, shape or form. And it's not shell shock or fog of war either. Right. Um, okay. So... I have a, a kind of similar situation to yours. I was diagnosed um, about 10 years ago also when I was about, um, 38 or 39 years old. Um, so I wasn't diagnosed until way later in life. Um, when I was diagnosed, I didn't uh, really know what that meant. I had a familiarity with the term. Um, I knew I'd heard it a lot, you know, um, I, I knew that it was from trauma, but I, that was all I understood of it. Um, I did not understand at all how, uh, um, just how complex the actual disorder can manifest on a daily mm -hmm. basis for a person who suffers. Um, so, you know, I didn't really know what it meant either when I was diagnosed. And um, I think it's really, you know, easy. One of the reasons, by the way, that I want to talk about this, Mickey, is because mm -hmm. I've had so many experiences. Um, for example, um, I had a job and my boss, uh, you know, I, when I was in my interview, I made sure to let her know that I had PTSD because sometimes that does affect my work. Sometimes, Absolutely. you know, I might have to go home um, yep. or something. And so I, I, you know, I discussed that with her and she's, you know, she said, oh, you know, my family is military. I understand PTSD. I totally know all about it and I understand it so well, and that's fine. And, you know, um, well, you know, three months later, when my PTSD actually manifested itself in the office, all of a sudden it was, what's wrong with you? Why are you crazy? 
Yeah, yeah, it was why, a huge why, deal. Why, why, you, like, why are you acting this way? You know what I mean? Like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? And it was so, it's so frustrating for me because, you know, it's like, but I thought you understood PTSD. <laughs> as a vet, as a you, family you know member I mean? of a veteran. Like, like <laughs> nope. You understood it. I thought you knew what it was. I thought yeah. you understood, you know. Um, and so it's been very frustrating with me. I find this also anytime I try to date anybody, right? Absolutely. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, why are you acting this way? Because I have PTSD and this is what happens, <laughs> you know, and this, mm-hmm. this, and this I is, the, this cannot is help it. of that. Yeah. Like, um, so that's why I think it's really important to discuss, um, because I so often I think people think they know what it is and they think they um know so much about it and are so familiar with it and they think they understand and can be supportive and the reality is they don't understand at all all they know is that they feel familiar because they've heard the term thrown around so much (laughs) i that's totally true yeah absolutely okay so that's why I kind of wanted to discuss this. Um, so, okay, what I want to do actually is, okay, so I, I just want to, you know, this is called, this podcast is called Issue Obfuscation because I'm, I'm a big fan of keeping things simple. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, for those who don't know, issue means avoid and obfuscation means to make, uh, to make, confusing to make complex or you know something um so anyway we want to avoid that we want to avoid confusing complex things and we want to try to keep it simple so i did a google search for ptsd definition and so i just want to um read a little bit uh and again i i just googled this so after i read some of these things um mickey i'd like to get your input on them so absolutely okay um a disorder in which a person has difficulty recovering after experiencing or witnessing a terrifying event the condition may last months years and with triggers that can bring back memories of the trauma accompanied by intense emotional and physical reactions. Um, Now, I want to go over some of the symptoms and this is not all of them, this is just some of them. So, people with post-traumatic stress disorder may experience agitation, irritability, hostility, hypervigilance, self-destructive behavior, social isolation, flashbacks, fears, anxiety, mistrust, loss of interest or pleasure in activities, guilt, loneliness, insomnia, nightmares, and emotional detachment or unwanted intrusive thoughts. Now, um, before we go further, I just want to um I don't really want to go deep into this I just want to make it clear for anyone who's listening PTSD is usually um post-traumatic stress disorder is um 
a response to a single event and complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is what I have. And I think Mickey, you have that too, is a uh, response to constant and repeated. I've got both. Over, yeah. Uh, constant and repeated traumatic events, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder and so does Mickey because our PTSD and our CPTSD is not a result of just one event that happened. Um, you know, it's not like we were in one car accident. Um, you know, Mickey was uh, in the military. Mickey and I were both in troubled teen industry facilities that were extremely abusive, uh, physically, mentally, psychologically, and sexually. So, um, there's there's a difference. PTSD is one event, and CPTSD is the result of many events. Um, and so, right now, the definition I'm reading and the symptoms that I'm reading, I'm I'm just reading about. And I'm kind of just going to focus there because I, the difference between the two for me is not, you know, um, it just kind of makes uh, it a little negligible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So um, we've defined it and I have listed some symptoms. Um, and again, everybody, those symptoms are the actual manifestation of PTSD. So if you have a friend or loved one who has PTSD and you think you understand it really well, and then you're frustrated and berating them because they are being irritable or having self-destructive behavior, then you're not really understanding PTSD. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, So, um, Mickey, what I want to know from you is based on the definition that I read of PTSD and the symptoms, um, do you find those, do you find that all to be accurate and also what does that look like you can just just an example of what like something might look like in your life when the PTSD does manifest on a daily basis oh yeah that's good Uh, I'm a mom of two kids (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, parenting with PTSD let me tell you that's fantastic so you read off the list and I me my little cat ear headphones was going yep that one yep that one and I've got that one. Yep. <laughs> and yep. every single one, I've got them all. Yeah. Um, I think most often every day, my PTSD rears its ugly head, specifically with my kids. Um, that low frustration tolerance and that ir- irritability is like a snap. And it just takes like one thing. And then 10-year-old says something. And I'm like, oh, man. And it's yeah. like my whole body snaps. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up um, because I think it's really important. And I think it's a part of PTSD that everybody overlooks. And um, I really want to drive this home. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder, right? So this is, so we have a stress disorder and I feel like so many people need to actually get this and understand this and grasp this is that anything that could cause 
any stress at all. Okay. Like even if I lost my wallet in the house, right. Or something, all of a sudden I'm going to be stressed out. But my (laughs) response to that stress is going to be heightened. Um, Anytime that uh, I, I feel any stress at all, and parenting is a perfect example of this, any little thing, any stress at all is magnified and amplified. PTSD, everybody out there listening, PTSD is a stress disorder, mm-hmm. which means that we do not respond to stress the same way people without a stress disorder might respond to stress. So quite often I will um, experience stress, even if I like, um, well, everything stresses me out. So even if I have an appointment at the doctor and it's in an hour and I can't find my keys, but it takes me like five minutes to get there. Oh, that hurts. For stress. And then, you know, my son will say, calm down. It's only an, you know, you, a deal. Yeah. Or like, oh. or like you have plenty of time to find them. Right. And it's like, but that doesn't matter. I, I mean, but I don't because it'll done. take me 30 minutes to find them and it, it'll take me like another it, 10 minutes to get in the car that it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's like, but it's like, you know, I tell him, I understand you wouldn't respond this way to the stress of losing your keys but I happen to have a stress disorder. And Mm -hmm. so my body automatically, right? This isn't a choice I'm making. My body automatically responds to any little amount of stress. Like all of the sudden the weight of the world is on my shoulders. Um, Do you have that same experience, Mickey? Do you have that same experience, Mickey? I do. I absolutely have that same experience. Okay. So do you, it's, I can't, I can't even explain it. Like it's, it's uncontrollable. (laughs) Right. And you know, that's another thing that I think is important to understand about PTSD. Um, And nowadays, you know, uh, science is cool and, uh, you know, the way, I mean, a pictures of my brain and Mickey's brain are going to look way different than a picture of my son's brain because he does not have PTSD. And because this is, um, this is, um, a, the manifestations of PTSD, many of them are physiological. So for example, even the irritability, um, if I get, if I feel any amount of stress at all, then all of a sudden my heart starts racing and I'm having mm-hmm. at that, at, at this point, I'm having physiological um, manifestations of my PTSD. And um, I mean, Mickey, I'm sure you know how long it takes after you have adrenaline in your body to get it to calm down mm-hmm. a very long time <laughs> yeah and so it's not like 
oh, I can lose my keys and get stressed out and then I'll be fine as soon as I find them. Because so that's, as a parent, that's an all the time, especially <laughs> adding children. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, so, you know, the kid might have been about to fall in the pool, but I caught him and I brought him inside now, but it doesn't matter. My heart is still racing and, you know, I'm having physiological, I'm sweating, you know, whatever is mm-hmm. going having physical physiological reactions to that and those physiological um manifestations of ptsd are um automatic and they happen to us by themselves we don't do it on purpose and we can't control it yep absolutely it just happens so um have you it's interesting to me that you said that therapy was one of the ways that you, um, you know, learned about PTSD. I have been in therapy my whole life and nobody, no therapist ever told me I had PTSD. None of them ever asked about like, none of them even got I, I, anywhere close to being able to help me uh, because they were all so off base. There's um, a really good reason for that. Yeah, why? Tell me about I am I am a veteran, and it is standard for them to ask us that first. Yeah. Do you suffer from this? And most most doc like most civilian doctors would not assume that the average person, quote unquote, suffers from PTSD because it was only a soldier's thing. Yeah. That's not true, is it? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? I still hear that. I still hear um, all the time from people, um, oh, you know, you're not a vet. You don't have PTSD. Oh, I've I've never heard a vet say it, but I've heard plenty of people say, oh, were you in the military? Yeah. You don't have PTSD. Yeah. Like the only way you could have been through something terrible is if you've seen war and that's absolutely asinine. (laughs) Well, and yeah, you're right. And also, you know, um, to think that, you know, military, the military has a monopoly on PTSD. On mental health <laughs> disorder? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. It's yeah. It's um, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but the thing, too, is that people get PTSD and war from, um, from a uh, you know, especially from like, let's say a prisoner of war from abuse and torture. Absolutely. And brainwashing. I and, did not see and, war and I have military PTSD and yep. I never once went overseas or deployed. And I haven't been in the military, <laughs> but I was held hostage for three years and abused and tortured and brainwashed. And if those right? are things that cause PTSD, then the military definitely does not have the monopoly on that. I had... PTSD before I went into the military guys yeah yeah and I I think that I did too I did want to address um another thing about PTSD which is um what can cause it and you know um what can cause PTSD is different uh you know for everybody some people um you know respond people respond differently to trauma Mm -hmm. and you know 
I I mean, I even think, isn't there like a thing in the military where they can give certain people tests and if they are shown to be like immune to PTSD, then they'll make those guys like the super gnarly Navy SEALs or something? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> There are specific trainings, yes, that we can go through. It, I mean, it doesn't test our resilience to PTSD. It, it does test our survivability. Yeah. And if you can't pass that training, then, I, I mean, I personally, because of my history, I made it through quite a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that that would yep. be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I also... I raised a child with PTSD and by the way, my son was already uh, 11 or 12 when I was diagnosed. So, and even when I was diagnosed, I didn't understand what it was. So it mm -hmm. wasn't until my son was like 18 years old that I actually understood that I have PTSD, what it looks like in my daily life and yep. like, you know, start working at, like on it. I, I wish I would have known sooner, um, but I think it's uh, amazing that any of us can raise kids with our CPTSD. Oh, absolutely. It's, I, because yeah. of it, yeah. I mean, I have a puppy right now, and I have broken down so many times because of the stress, um, and I just... Did you know that animals are supposed to be fantastic aids for PTSD symptoms? I know, except for that I have a stress disorder. And right. <laughs> anytime I feel any amount of stress at all, I just like, you know. Yeah, they say that. They're like, get a, get a dog. It's supposed to be great for the symptoms. Um, yeah. And then it pees on the floor and yeah, I have exactly. a panic attack. It, and you have kids crawling <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. Like, they're going to crawl in the, and then, you know, yeah, exactly. And it goes on and on. I, exactly. Exactly. It's stressful. And, you know, unfortunately, um, for those of us with PTSD, every, every normal thing in life is, can potentially cause stress for us, even if it doesn't for anyone, for other people, oh, even, yeah. if, even if it didn't for us before. Um, you know, um, it's something I think that really permeates, I, I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but I feel like PTSD is something that really permeates my, um, like my daily personality. I, I absolutely subscribe to that belief. Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I do, because the way that I coped with mine shaped my personality. Yeah, I mean, and the even just the, the fact that I get triggered every day or something. It made me more of a homebody. I leave <laughs> the house less because I know I'm going to have a panic attack or I didn't, you know. Yeah, it absolutely changed. Like, it's so deeply embedded in my person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I yeah, and I I feel like a lot of people are. I, I mean, I can hear it. I can hear them saying it in my imaginary, in my imaginary way. Like PTSD yep. isn't all you are. You're not just PTSD. You're so much more than that. And that's absolutely you know? true. You're not yeah. just PTSD, but it is a very large part of you. 
and, and it might also, potentially the, be forever. It, uh, unfortunately, it's the biggest part of me that mm-hmm. um, is the catalyst for every action I take and all the behaviors I have. And that can be true for you, but not for me or not right. for, you know, the next exactly. person. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, PTSD. And like I was saying, and I think I got kind of off track is, yeah, that, it you know, people respond to trauma differently. So mm-hmm. one person can be in a car accident and have PTSD and never get in a car and drive a car again and never get in anyone else's car and, you know, have a really, a really big response to that. And another person could get in a really gnarly, same exact car accident and then drive the next day. Yeah. Drive the next day, a rental car to do it, you know? So yeah, trauma, I mean, really affects people differently. And so there are a variety of things that can cause PTSD or not in, you know, everybody Um, and everything can be potentially cause it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is, Definitely individual. I want to talk a little bit about triggers. So for, in terms of PTSD, um, Nikki, what, what, when, when we PTSD sufferers um, use the word trigger, what kind of, what are we talking about? What are we saying? What are we illustrating there? Oh, I think that's specific to the person. Um, For me, I oh wow triggers can be anything it can be a sound it can be a scent uh foods they're foods that i'll avoid still uh movies songs people (laughs) so when we say trigger okay so anything can be a trigger and when we say trigger what kind of are we talking about that anything can do like some something that elicits not necessarily a memory response for me, like any type of emotional response. Okay. So I, I, and I think the same thing. So, but for me, um, so like for me, there's a difference and I would love to hear if there's a difference for you too, Mickey, but for me, there's a difference between something that consciously reminds me of a traumatic event and, something that is a trigger that causes me to immediately dissociate and have a trauma response absolutely right away um did you find that there's a difference between those two things for you i think triggers the easiest way for me is they're unavoidable like unavoidable i cannot stop it it just yep yep and reminders i can control and kind of stem the panic and like okay, well, that kind of sucks, but triggers, it just happens and that's it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. triggers are, are unavoidable and uncontrollable, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And, you know, my trauma response is always to dissociate. And um, so, uh, yeah. Dis- Sorry, but yeah, I have, I have. Yeah, that sucks. I do it too. (laughs) Yeah, dissociating by the way, folks, is um like, I I this is a horrible way to 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 describe it, but um dissociating is 
if you can imagine, like, you know, if you've seen a TV show where somebody has multiple personality disorder and they don't remember what they did when they were in their other personality. Well, that's kind of how I dissociate, except for that all my personalities are Celise and all of them are, are me. It's just that I'll like, I become the other me. And then when I get back to being the current me, I don't remember everything about what I did when I was the other me. Uh, Is, do you, have you had that same sort of dissociative experience as a result or a response to trauma? Um, For me, it's more like I can watch like I'm sitting at a little desk next to real me and um, there's like four other me's talk, yeah. like talking about the real me. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, everything gets all hazy and like wavy. <laughs> yeah. It's very yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very similar. I find this with a lot of people I've spoken with that have PTSD that dissociating is a, uh, a, uh, you know, one of the ways that we learned to cope with the trauma as it was currently happening, you know, (laughs) was just to check out um, and just just associate and kind of leave consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So for me, like I can watch a TV show, let's say car accidents are my 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 trauma so I can watch a tv show and see somebody get in a car accident and that's not a trigger I might feel uncomfortable I might remember my car accident I might even like cry or something you know like thinking about it and like remembering it or whatever but it's not necessarily a trigger just because it makes me uncomfortable um and for me I have to uh, you know, really be aware of my, um, it's, it's, sorry guys, it's really hard to take something so complex (laughs) that I've been like studying for years, for 10 years and try to simplify it, but that's my goal. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, um, yeah, coping mechanisms, triggers are, how you know the triggers kind of for me um i'm i, I want to give some examples because i want to just you know make it clear um mm-hmm. so okay perfect example i was hiking with my son we were at the zoo in portland which has lots of hiking trails um and we were hiking and all of a sudden I can't breathe and I'm having a panic attack and I want to (laughs) go, you know, away from this place, but we've already hiked in like a mile and a half and there's not nowhere to nothing, nowhere to go. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I'm Mm -hmm. there. Um, and he goes, why, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I will be triggered and not even know that actually yep. I'm that I'm triggered. And I think that particular time it was that there was something on that hike that triggered a 
a previous trauma at the troubled teen school that I was at um, in the wilderness, you know? And so I, I, yeah, after going to wilderness therapy, that is impressive in and of itself. (laughs) Right. Um, Yep. But see, that's the thing is I, I didn't even know until way later that that was what was happening was that I was having, that I was triggered. I didn't even Mm -hmm. know it. And I was having a trauma response. You know, I was responding to that hike as if the trauma were currently happening, even though it wasn't, but I didn't even know that that was going on. So Mm -hmm. my PTSD has throughout my life made me feel like I was crazy until I understood that I had PTSD and what it was. Oh, and it's like something went snap. Oh, it clicks and a light bulb goes on and you're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's how I felt too. (laughs) Yeah. It was like I I finally could stop feeling crazy because I'm not crazy. I'm I have PTSD. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like it's like once you learn what it is, then you can understand it and control it. Totally, I get. It. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, or or like understand it and work on it. I mean, and work can, with it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't control my PTSD. Um, I say control like. <laughs> my son and my therapist know how hard I've tried. Um, but I do work on it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now that I'm aware of it, I, I, I try to work on it. I try to, um, be really aware of if I'm being triggered, like the hike thing. It's like, I don't know why I I can't breathe and I'm having a panic attack and I'm crying. I have no idea why. And then a year later I go, Oh, that's why you know it just Mm -hmm. all of a sudden clicked um so talk to me a little bit about how you as a parent are now so you're a parent you have ptsd um which means you have a stress disorder and raising kids is really stressful so will you tell me a little bit about how you manage it for yourself uh, yeah, um, various unhealthy coping mechanisms over the years, I think. But um, I am these days super into mindfulness and guided meditation. Uh, so when I get that like very tight feeling in my chest and it's like something sitting on me and I can't, I can't breathe anymore and everything gets really hot and the world gets all wavy, I try to put in my headphones and turn on like something very calming with a really easy like chant and that tends to help yeah yeah um I'm on medication I'm in therapy uh EMDR and DBT those also help but I not everybody goes that route and that's totally okay yeah um yeah um, uh, so what might you do if like you're, let's say you're alone and like one of the kids wants something and the other kid wants something else and all of a sudden you feel a lot of stress and pressure, um, what, what is a, like, through your your therapy and these other things what is like something that you would do right then to be able to handle all of that um like in that i've got 
in that specific moment, I've gotten yeah. really good at since my son is my older one is 10, putting my finger up just like in that kind of like one minute yep. position, yep. closing my eyes, turning my head away and taking like some really deep breaths. Yeah. Like maybe three or four in a row. And that can usually help my brain focus enough to like look at them and be like, this is not about you. Yeah. I just so, need a minute. Yeah. So you, so, so when you feel this stress, you literally in the moment just stop everything you're doing and take yes. a time, oh, a, a, a personal timeout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was not as easy to do when the two-year-old was younger, but <laughs> yeah, I, I worked on it for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh my my kid is already an adult and um so i i can go in my room and close the door and not talk to him for three weeks you Ooh, know if i nice. want um yeah it is um <laughs> but other things will trigger me um and again the difference between just something making me uncomfortable and reminding me of something versus a trigger that is actually causing a, a trauma response, um, which, by the way, for those who don't know, is just uh, responding to something as if trauma is currently happening, even if it's not, it's because your body doesn't know that it's not. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Um, but other things will trigger me. And one of my tricks I really like is, um, to count things. I like to count things. So, you know, um, I, I, I could pick any number of things to count. I mean, I could even count how many trees outside my window, how many circles are in my bedroom. Uh, you know, I mean, whatever, mm -hmm. I, I mean, anything. I Very I, rhythmic. I like, I like counting. So um, that's one of the things I do when I'm really in the that's moment. Great. And yeah, and need something is I count. You breathe. I should probably breathe. <laughs> I, should probably I, I don't think you should say that. I'll be real <laughs> honest. I think that any coping mechanism is a great coping mechanism as long as it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. Yeah. So just because I breathe doesn't mean you should probably breathe. Counting works. Yeah. Yeah. Breathing is important, though. It is. It is important. But I mean, you're alive. Yeah. So obviously you're breathing enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing it. As, yep. As minimally as possible right now. Am I laughing? <laughs> Am I laughing? I practiced. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I, um, I think we should start wrapping up. I appreciate you kind of chatting with me I'm trying to work out this really complex uh thing that we mm -hmm. live with and trying to make it simple and it's just such a task because it isn't just a word and it's not just a phrase that you say and a word that you hear it actually means something and it actually has a definition and you know, symptoms that manifest on a daily basis. And I'm frankly quite tired of people wondering, even though they claim to understand PTSD, wondering why I act the way I do mm -hmm. when 
they claim to understand PTSD. And so um, this will definitely not be my last talk about PTSD because um, I don't know that I've accomplished the simplification that I would like to, but <laughs> I mean, and even if you do, it's something that should always be talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I just, if you could sum up like, okay, in like a paragraph, like what PTSD is, uh, pretend like I just met you and I don't know anything about PTSD and you want to kind of let me know, like, let's say I'm an alien and I just landed here and I'm like, what's oh, I've that? I've practiced this. Yeah, you know, I've totally like practiced Like one this. little paragraph of like, <laughs> how, like, what is it and how does it affect you and how can I expect to see it in you? Yeah, I've definitely practiced this, like a little introduction, like, hi, I'm Mickey. I have a panic disorder. It's called PTSD. <laughs> I stress out really, really easy. No sudden movements. I need everything to be really soft and really slow. Thanks. <laughs> that was awesome. And you know what? There was a lot of emotion in that. I totally felt it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um. Yeah, it, it totally, um, that was very simple. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, that was It's something I, I definitely practice in my head because yeah. I have a hard time actually speaking to people in real life. Yeah. Had this not been a podcast, this would have gone different. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I also... I sometimes I get so overwhelmed with everything that all the, it's it's almost for me like PTSD is a giant cobweb and I'm it's you know cobwebs are very confusing and complex and they go in all different directions mm -hmm. and I, I kind of you know try to simplify this thing and in my head I get ahead of myself and then I might sound more confusing than I'm trying to <laughs> I might confuse something more when I'm really trying to simplify it and you know I'm really dedicated to my podcast being raw and not written speeches and not edited and not rehearsed I just which is great I like raw so anyway I apologize to anyone out there listening to this that is like she just tried to simplify something and made it way more confusing that wasn't my intention <laughs> <laughs> um but um is there anything else that you want to add mickey that you want people to know or remember or understand about ptsd um anybody that suffers please give yourself some grace and for people who don't suffer please give the people that do some grace and maybe a little bit more understanding word word <laughs> sister word um that is that is brilliant um i i'm i'm just gonna second that that's uh, i'm jumping on that bandwagon <laughs> that's what i want to say to everybody too, that i want them to know um we respond people with ptsd respond to things differently so forgive us for being human and having ptsd and give us a little bit of grace mm-hmm um, I, I love that. I think it's perfect. 
Okay. Well, until next time, and I'm sure you'll be back again with me for probably a TTI talk or oh, I hope so. Legislation talk or <laughs> you know yep. all kinds of things. Um, this podcast isn't just about one thing; it's about simplifying all mm. kinds of things. So. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Um, thank you so much. Otherwise, I'm talking to myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we like hearing that too, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know my mom likes hearing me talk to myself, but that <laughs> she's she's biased. It doesn't count. That's fair. <clears throat> okay. Well, Mickey, thank you so much for your time and your openness and your willingness to share and be vulnerable mm -hmm. with us and for your uh, great morsels of wisdom. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, I will look forward to providing you all with a...